Hello everyone and welcome to Real Quick episode 94. Today we have a real quick sponsored review from our patrons of Edge of Tomorrow slash Live, Die, Repeat, the movie that had like two names when it came out. <laughs> um, this is a first watch for Seth. Um, George and I, I think we were talking before that we both saw it initially in theaters, but it's been a, it's been a while since we had watched it. Um, action movie that that's kind of tackles something that's almost a trope in cinema that happens a little too much where people relive the same day over and over, you know, the groundhog day, the about times of the world, but does it in a super fresh way. Um, like Seth was just mentioning before we click record written by Christopher McQuarrie, who obviously has collaborated with Tom Cruise, a bunch on the mission possible films directed by Doug, Le- Doug Lehman. Um, the synopsis here is major bill cage is an officer who has never seen a day of combat when he is unceremoniously demoted and dropped into combat. Cage is killed within minutes, managing to take an alpha alien down with them. He wakens back at the beginning of the same day and is forced to fight and die again and again as physical contact with the alien has thrown him into a time loop. And it is starring, of course, Tom Cruise, like we mentioned, the king of action blockbusters, as well as Emily Blunt, which Cam and I did a movie grid. And he mm. did get this one, actually. He was not able to get the Sicario one with Emily Blunt and uh, Daniel Kaluuya. But this was featured in the movie grid we did. So let's jump into it. I want to start with Seth because this was your first watch. And one new thing we've been doing the past couple of weeks per Seth's recommendation that I think people are starting to appreciate and enjoy is that we're keeping our letterbox reviews hidden. Um, obviously, like stuff like Brother Bear wasn't hidden for Cam because he'd like already seen it like two years ago and logged it. But like if it's like our first watch or fresh watch, we, we keep them hidden. So you don't know what our score is going into it. So we don't know. Like George and I literally have no idea. I mean, he's kind of been hinting like he's been joking. that He doesn't like it, but he's been hinting that he was genuinely surprised by it and likes it. But I'm excited to hear his thoughts. So Seth, Edge of Tomorrow, let's, let's hear your initial thoughts before we kind of break it down a little deeper. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. Just really average. Bad poker. Uh, I would I would wreck you in poker. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like I. So I'm not like massive on modern day action blockbusters. I think it takes a lot for me to enjoy them a lot of times, especially when they are kind of primarily action focused. Um, and they do have the same run of the mill cliches and stuff like that. And I think I struggle to connect with them at times. But I had a really good time with this. A really mm-hmm. good time with this. I think. I think the the presence of the cast is always great. I, I really like Tom Cruise as an actor, as a person. You know, a little bit different. Yeah, as an actor. Um, and you I think it just you don't like this... that Scientology. No, no, no. I'm not on that wave. Uh, I think as a as a, as an action film, I think it had everything needed in order to achieve. In my eyes, you know, really, really cool action sequences that I genuinely uh, enjoyed. Uh, the time loop used in like a comedic way like when it keeps replaying the scene over and over when he's getting waken up like wake up maggot that sort of thing i i found that hilarious and that was really well done and i just think it, it works on such an awesome like a really really well done spin on the time loop where it keeps you entertained there's always new things to watch i think tom cruise has this kind of obviously we know charisma but he also has this really good comedic time and especially in the first half which kind of caught me off guard i found the film you know a lot funnier than i i thought i would have and i think it kind of um as everything needs, you know, a, a good villain. I think Emily Blunt is really, really great. Um, I also think that, like, it, it, it's really caught me off guard how fast-paced it is as well. It really jumps you right in there um, from the get-go. You know, you're, he meets, obviously, the general at the start who's played by um, Brendan Gleeson, and then it's pretty much, like, what, 10 minutes until he's, you know, been put out, and we're kind of seeing mm-hmm. the first time loop in action, and we're seeing the repeat of scenes. And I think... Like like Tyler said, it is a uh, it, it it is a bit of a trope now to use a time loop. You know, from like the Groundhog Day, for example, that being obviously the main 
inspiration for a lot of the films but i think it was a really really cool spin on it um i think it, the characters were written really well i really like tom cruise and, and emily blunt's performances and, and, and chemistry on screen and i just think it was unpredictable which is let's be honest not something you can say for a lot of modern blockbuster films in my opinion um and i think it had everything needed and i think uh, in terms of my score i i think a four i think i i'd probably go about a four because i definitely really really liked it um and more than anything i was just surprised by it as well because when i looked at this kind of um wallpaper and synopsis you know the like the big robot suits and shit like that like it's just not <laughs> i thought it was gonna be like real steel for example do you know what i mean <laughs> it just gave me like a i don't know like it was going to be some sort of like film that a lot of people grew up with these old action films that really you know heavily rely on these tropes of overcoming and whatever but no, it really, really surprised me. I think I'm going to give it a four out of five, which is really high for me in terms of a, um, a modern day action blockbuster. Um, and yeah, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, good. I'm glad to hear you really liked it. I think I think uh, it's not a surprise to people like you and, and plenty of other people. And I, me, I've been vocal about that on the podcast too, that I'm not a huge fan of like the action blockbuster in general, but I've, I really enjoyed Top Gun Maverick, enjoyed Edge of Tomorrow, Mission Impossible Fallout, Dead Reckoning Part 1 and 2, or Part 1. Uh, I, I think it's no surprise that like Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise are like the common link there. Christopher McQuarrie just knows how to write great action movies. He's not, yeah. like even the ones like, everyone knows the ones he's directed of Mission Impossible, but like Edge of Tomorrow, uh, Top Gun Maverick, those were written by him. Like he, he's always kind of working with Tom Cruise on these action blockbusters. And they, I mean, They've been doing it for like 20 years. They, they know what the, I mean, Tom Cruise has been acting a lot, but I mean, in terms of being like a pure action guy, uh, they know what the audiences want from, a, from an action blockbuster and they know how to deliver it to the, to the highest degree. This movie didn't do that well at the box office. It, it made like only a hundred million dollars in the U S and 200 million internationally. But I truly think the name change screwed them. Cause like, like Seth said with the robot picture and the name edge of tomorrow, I feel like it sets you up for a major, like a dystopian futuristic sci-fi. Yeah. yeah. Like, like almost like a, like what the creator is going to be. I almost think like edge of tomorrow could be like a name for like that. Like just some like dystopian futuristic weird thing, which like obviously is an aspect of this, but I think live die repeat would just sell this so much better to like, the audience who just wants an action blockbuster is like, oh, live, die, repeat, oorah, military, <laughs> shoot them up. Like, I feel like that just sells way better than Edge of Tomorrow. Because, like, sci-fi is kind of a harder sell to, like, the average moviegoer than, you know, a pure action blockbuster in terms of, like, the average dad who wants to go to the theater. Which, speaking of that, this came out when I was working at AMC. And, yeah, so many – like, it was, like – it was literally 50-50 when people would come up to the box office. Because this is back in the day when, like, you wouldn't – I don't think anyone had like phone tickets. It was all like you go up, you know, you order a ticket. It was literally 50 50 of people called this Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Because like they officially named it Edge of Tomorrow, but like the movie posters, like huge letters, like Live, Die, Repeat. So yeah. it was like 50 50 yeah. on what people called this movie. And my dad came and saw it while I was working because AMC says like your family can see a movie for free if you're with them or you're working. I always hated the second part because it was just like always like I'm working. I'm just like, God, oh, it's such a shitty night. And then my family comes and like, hey, can you get us in a free movie? I'm like, yeah enjoy your nights god but edge of tomorrow was a major dad movie but it didn't didn't take off enough at the box office did it do yeah i was gonna ask how did it actually do box no yeah it it, it didn't do good it it totaled 370 mil um but obviously this is a pretty expensive blockbuster so once you factor in all the costs and stuff it probably broke even at best but um it, it did receive pretty widespread positive acclaim from critics um but george let's get into your your initial thoughts and takeaways from edge of tomorrow yeah, I, I like like Tyler, like you said, I, I don't think I've seen this movie since like its initial release in theaters. Um, so not technically a first watch, but like a very 
very late rewatch. Um, I'm really, really happy that it's like held up. My initial score was a four and a half out of five, and I'm going to keep it at that four and a half out of five. Um, I even texted you guys, hot take, it's better than Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, might, yeah, that, that, that might have been like a quick, uh, I get recency bias. We'll call it. I guess. I, I don't I, think it's a crazy take, though. Like if someone said, yeah, I don't that, think I would, a, my yeah. jaw wouldn't drop. If no, I'd be like, oh, interesting. No, I don't think it's a crazy take, but I, I texted you guys that before the movie ended, so the recency bias there was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even made that my letterbox like review, like my little quick review, and everyone <laughs> like in the comments was like freaking out about it. Um, but no, it's basically what you guys said. It's a, it's an overused trope of of the of the repeated day. Um, but it's just done in such like a unique fashion. And as you know, I, I fall on the side of loving these massive action blockbusters. Um, so I, I, it's, it's a movie I could have a really good time with while also feeling like I'm watching something entirely new within this action blockbuster, you know, genre. Um, Emily Blunt, Tom Cruise, they're, they're fantastic. No, nothing needs to be said about them. Tom Cruise obviously has established himself as, you know, the action guy. He's, probably the best action star of all time i would say i'd say he's number Oops, one uh, definitely yeah one. definitely up there i can't even think of who i would like put in front of him like keanu reeves but i'd still take tom cruise probably um emily blunt is just just a straight dime piece in this movie absolutely <laughs> loved her um but yeah it's uh as someone who loves science fiction as someone who loves action blockbusters that this is just a film like perfectly catered towards me i just had such a blast and then to seth's point i love that this movie just got right into it this movie wastes absolutely no time it's an hour and 53 minutes long which for an action blockbuster is kind of on the shorter side yeah um yeah like we're, we're used to seeing uh you know 215 215 plus on, on the runtime so hour 53 you are right into it um the first initial conversation between uh tom cruise's character and brendan gleason's character is kind of the only like like calm scene before like we get into the movie before the movie really takes off and then from there there's no point where um you know any part of the runtime feels undeserved or anything it it just it sucks you right in really quickly um i think the creature design something i don't see a lot of people praising is like cracked um yeah the first time you kind of see it like just you know barreling through that desert field or or wherever they are um it just looks really really cool um and then i also one thing about this movie that i respect they could have easily gone the route of science fiction blockbuster science fiction action blockbuster and given us like very shallow storytelling um but they kind of go in like great detail um which, which i really uh respect and appreciate like they take their time to like flesh out tom cruise's character emily blunt's character they take time to explain why he's going through this uh you know time loop they take time to explain the enemy and stuff like that which i really um i I respect out of a massive blockbuster when when they kind of you know dial in on the action and and really take their time to to flesh out a story um so yeah i'm going four and a half out of five which is my that that was my initial score of the movie um really really like this one I'm going to give Mission Impossible Fallout a rewatch because I'm, I'm, I'm curious which one I would actually rank higher. Um, I do love both of them, though. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow, 
I've seen it twice now. I wasn't able to give it a fresh rewatch because yesterday ended up just being a crazy day. But I saw it in theaters, and I saw it when it. I think I honestly got it on like Redbox when that was like a thing. I, I, Redbox are still a thing, but like I don't know. You know, George, do you, you know what Redbox are the DVD I, thing kiosk outside of CVSs? Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. like you, 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 it's just like a dollar, and you get a DVD, yeah, and you have to return just, within twenty four hours. Yeah, that yeah. was like that was like the move for my family growing up was Redbox. Um, yeah. but Edge of Tomorrow. Like like George said, I love my favorite thing about it is how it gets right into it. I think it's just like again an attest to Christopher McQuarrie as a writer because like Top Gun Maverick, you immediately start off with like the Mach Ten flying scene. Yeah. You you start off uh, Fallout with the bang right away. Like every every Christopher McQuarrie action blockbuster just doesn't really waste time with too much wasted exposition, and it it's it sprinkles in his exp- exposition well, so it's not just like a thin story like George says. Like there is still backstory that they tell, but it's just not. The typical bland formula of like an hour forty minute movie where the first forty five minutes are boring build up backstory and then you're just kinda like sitting there twiddling your thumbs, you're like, Oh, finally the third act's starting, now we're gonna have some action and fun. That's absolutely not this movie. You start immediately and you just live it over and over and over again. It's it, like Seth said, you get some comedic elements in there. The action is incredible. Uh, I like what George mentioned with the shout with the, the creature design. This movie, just in general, just looks super great. For, for I mean, 2014 wasn't that long ago, but we're coming up on 10 years. And obviously, we've seen a ton of movies since then that have had questionable visuals and, and CGI. So it's, it looks super good. Like, there's nothing like ever in this movie that looks dated. Like, it could have came out this year, for all I know. But um, yeah, for me, like I said, I didn't give it a fresh rewatch, so I can't give it a score. But with you know, shout out to people who took statistics in, in high school and college, but with like a 99% confidence interval, I can say this is going to land between like a seven and an 8.5. Like, cause I know it's not going to be like a five for me, but it's going to be like mid fours to mid five, mid fours to mid 4.5. Cause I, I really, really enjoy this movie. I'm excited to finally give a fresh rewatch. I'm still, I'm not giving up on it. By the time you're listening to this, I will have watched it and, it's logged on my letterbox. So if you want to go check it out, but I I'll be, I'll keep it hidden until I, I post until this post. But if you listen to this, I will have rewatched it freshly. So you can see my official score, but I'm saying right now it's going to be between like a seven and an 8.5. I'm like 99% confident on that one. Um, some very interesting, fun facts on IMDb for this one. Um, just some crazy stuff on set, which sounds like is never a shortage with Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> so, while filming the car chase scene, which includes a minivan, Emily Blunt, who was driving, was instructed to drive fast and then take a right-hand turn so that the van would shake. However, Blunt completely missed her mark, and she drove the car straight into a tree. She later said it was both hilarious and terrifying, but she almost killed Tom Cruise, who was in the passenger seat. But both, of them start- but both of them started laughing immediately after the incident, which is such a Tom Cruise move. Like she's probably Bro. terrified, and he just starts laughing. He's like, "You almost just killed me!" And she's like, "Yeah," and he's like, he's "Like just another day at the office." <laughs> but yeah, she just crashed right into a tree. Um, and, and and then another fun. like funny thing is like, well, I don't know. It depends. Like if you're if you're a little too like politically correct, you might not think this is funny. But it seems like they had a good time with it. But Emily Blunt said in a podcast in December 2022 that the metal suits that they wore were like legit and it weighed like 85 pounds. And uh, she she was like stressing out and like had a bunch of anxiety, saying that she didn't think she was going to be able to film the action sequences with it because it was like almost double her body weight. Like let's be honest. But then Tom Cruise came into trailer and said, "Come on, qu- this quotes, come on, stop being such a pussy, okay." Emily says she laughed at that, got it together, and they got the job done with a good day of filming. <laughs> but, like, Tom let's Cruise be honest. We uh, can all picture Tom Cruise doing that. But, yeah. like, I could Absolutely. also picture someone, like, just tweeting, like, 
completely excluding the fact that it was probably like a joke, just being like, Tom Cruise called Emily Blunt a pussy. Probably. Emily mm -hmm. Blunt cried or something like that. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you yeah, one thing I actually liked about this film as well, is that Tom Cruise's character isn't the usual cocky, well, he's cocky, like overly confident action hero. And mm -hmm. he has... He has grows into that, of, which I like. He grows exactly. He has into he has that. this element of kind of fragility, of, yeah. of nervousness, which we rarely see from his characters. You know, like Ethan Hunt, like um, what's his name in Top Gun? Uh, Maverick. <laughs> yeah, it's not his real name. Whatever his name is, but I like I like the aspect of him growing into a character, not being this fully fledged action hero, being you know a fragile man who didn't really want to go on the front line. I think that was a really really good way to take this and kind of. A lot more interesting to see him in a role like this as well, where he, his comedy is used quite a lot within the first half, and he just feels frustrated. Like I love the, like I said before, the time loop scene when he's just the officers just calling him "get up, maggot," <laughs> and every time it happens, he looks more annoyed, more dissatisfied, more like just sick of it because he knows exactly what's to come. And I, I really, really appreciated that. So, mm. yeah, I think it was just um, a, a completely different role, uh, Tom Cruise, than than the usual action hero blockbuster, anyway. Yeah, you actually like nailed another like piece that I wrote in my notes about it is that like director Doug Lehman says like the thing that excited him most about doing this is it it's like the first movie Tom Cruise has been in that like shows like basically it's a different kind of role for him and it just says it shows Tom Cruise doing something he hasn't really done in film yet being someone who's very bad at what he does and, like we've seen like you know in all the movies he's he's got all the answers obviously by the time this came out we were probably six five no probably five mission possibles yeah. deep so like obviously he's getting out of crazy situations all the time but not, it's not only that franchise pretty much every movie he's in he's usually suave sophisticated logical able to get stuff done whereas this literally just shows someone who just like fails 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 and like doesn't not like the graceful like movie fail where it's like someone failing or like oh like I'll take it on the chin and get right back up. And I mean, he does get right back up because like he has to live the same day he, over and over. He dies. But, yeah, he, he's <laughs> yeah, he not. Dies. He's not like the, the graceful champion about it. Um, but yeah, it's it, it, it's also funny because like Tom Cruise says like so like obviously like pretty much everyone in his movies has CGI, but he's more of a guy who likes CGI to like embellish what's already there rather than like completely replace what's already there. Um, so he was like a big proponent that he didn't want to use CGI exosuits for the movie. But yeah, Emily Blunt's was at 85 pounds and Tom Cruise's was between 120 to 125 pounds. Jesus. That's just like, cause like you got to think like they're not wearing, like they're probably redoing the same scene yeah. a couple times or filming for a few hours. So like, that's got to be just an exhausting day. And it's oh, not like it's, oh, it's not like it's a, the vest people wear for like pull-ups or something where it's like it's, it's you know it's, it's like soft it's oh, like clothing there's like just like straight metal <laughs> just like in straight metal for for a full day and 120 pounds and they were uh, running man god mm -hmm. damn this is and there's an imd like i'm on the imdb fun facts page one says tom cruise did his own stunts it's like that's not a fun fact anymore we yeah, know that's, we know and we i'm know not saying that in an annoyed way where it's like stop saying it. i'm saying that in a, like a we should all know by now that this man's a madman yeah. and a dog, but definitely you should a, always get credit fact. for that. It's just a fact. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just Tom Cruise is just like all, all fun facts on Tom Cruise movies. Just like, I just feel like I want to see what a set's like because obviously we had the big last movies in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. We had the big like public leakage of footage of him like screaming at the cast when they weren't following COVID protocols, basically telling them that like they need to get their shit together. Um and this this one says like on the last day of filming he spent over a hundred thousand dollars on 
a party for the cast and crew, but he didn't even attend it himself. He was, <laughs> he, he was filming scenes for another movie. But that's just like such a classic Tom Cruise thing. Like, I'm sure he just told his assistant, he's like, yeah, let's just go like throw a party, like make it make it sick. You're like I, I, I'm gonna be climbing the Burj Khalifa. I, I, I can't deal with this right now. That is so douchey. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> uh, anyone else got anything they want to add on, on Edge of Tomorrow? No, really. Good film. Yeah. Surprisingly good. Great really, really film. enjoyed it. Yeah, I can't remember when I was talking about it with... I was talking about it with someone like a couple weeks ago. It was either, I think it might have been like Cam or something, but we were talking about all the name changes. I think it might have been like a trivia thing for one of our TikToks or something. But yeah, it's gone. It wasn't just Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. I think there was like two other names that it was from the time like it was announced to the time it was released. So it's like this movie just went through marketing hell. And it's like just looking at the main movie poster on IMDb right now, like Live, Die, Repeat and Edge of yeah. Tomorrow are both the same size on there. So it's like, how like if how do you even know at that point? Like, what, yeah. what, 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 what is this movie? Um, <laughs> But yeah, that, that's our review of Edge of Tomorrow. This is a fun one to talk about because it was a movie we all really enjoyed while also being a pretty popular movie while also being a blockbuster. So shout out to Reese David for the recommendation. Um, also, here, let me just grab Cam's review just to see what he had it at. I know he really likes the movie, um, but just so you can get the full coverage. Actually, he doesn't have it logged, I'm not saying, but he has seen it before. He just doesn't have it logged. I'm sure for him it's probably between a 4 and a 4.5, similar to me. He, he talks about it pretty highly. Um, but, yeah, that's our review. Uh, thank you for the recommendation, and we will see you on Monday with Real Talk episode. I don't even know. We're recording 54. so far ahead of time. No, but this one will come out after that. So it's like 55 uh, will be the next one. <laughs> We're time traveling, fitting for Edge of Tomorrow. Live, die, repeat. See you later.